it's Tuesday, Mona. I, I missed you last week. I wasn't able to come to New Orleans. I hear it was a great event. Um, I watched you guys together. You did a great job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was. We missed you. Yeah. Happy uh, Halloween, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Should we list the scariest things in the world right now, or would that just no. take up the, the entire time? <laughs> the entire yeah. time. Yeah, like we just uh, swap horror stories, except it's just like it's the news headlines every single day. If you wouldn't mind, I just want to sort of just put an underline under something you said in morning shots today. Yeah. Because you know this this House Republican conference led by this guy at this moment when we desperately need grown-ups to handle a world that is in crisis you know it is not hard it's so simple so simple what they need to do pass aid for ukraine pass aid for israel perfectly obvious and um if you just did that you know a straight up or down vote, nothing added or subtracted, it would pass by huge margins easily. easily. Right. right. And it's the obvious yeah. thing that a serious country would do. But we're not that country anymore. We're not. And so he's talking about, you know, oh, he wants to defund this, the extra money for the IRS because he wants to help out tax cheats. He's not going to help Israel or Ukraine. And the whole point is, well, we need to offset the cost of giving money to Israel by cutting this IRS money, which will, in fact, result in increasing the deficit by $30 billion. So it's we have this incredibly grave international situation. The world is burning. People are dying. Democracy is hanging by a thread. And he decides that he wants to do some performative trigger the libs bullshit, you know, for the Newsmax audience at this particular, and, and this is like his first week in office, you know, when maybe there is an alternative reality where, yeah. you know, Mike Johnson yeah. comes in and he wants to prove that uh, Republicans can in fact govern despite the evidence to the contrary. And so what he could have done is, yep. yes, let's get these packages through and then we're going to move on to other things. Instead, he decides that this is the moment when he's going to play these, these stupid games that are going to go nowhere because of course that whole idea is dead on arrival and Oh, Mona, here we are. Yeah, no, the the Republican Party uh, has just shrunk its image of what it means to govern to the point of where it's just nothing but these, you know, absurd, audience-pleasing, fan service kinds of uh, empty gestures. (sighs) Very depressing. So this is a difficult topic for both you and I to talk about because I find it to be depressing and shocking at the same time which is the very clear upsurge of anti-Semitism. And I know there are people who are going to listen to us who say that it, these are isolated cases and that we're not picking you know, various incidents. But the reality is that around the world and frankly on a lot of American university campuses, we're seeing things that, I don't know, should we be surprised about this? Should we be surprised at how much anti-Israel sentiment there is, and I want to distinguish between sympathy for the Palestinians and pro-Hamas, the actual rationalization of the rapes and the murders and the beheadings. I mean, how shocked should we be by that? Because I I have to admit, I am pretty shocked watching this. I'm shocked, and if I'm honest, I'm also a little bit scared Hmm. for the first time in my life to be an American Jew in America. So, For the last, I don't know, 40 years, we've constantly had this debate about 
can you criticize the Israeli government without being accused of anti-Semitism? So that was one thing. And everybody was at pains to say, of course, criticizing the Israeli government is not being an anti-Semite. And every reasonable person agreed with that. But what we are seeing in response to this unbelievable atrocity in Israel on 10-7 is that, first of all, around the world, Jews, not Israelis, Jews are being targeted, okay? So synagogues are being firebombed. Stars of David are being painted on Jewish homes in Paris and Jewish institutions, painted on the walls. You have a crowd that went wild in Dagestan, which is in Russia. A pogrom. Yeah, a would-be pogrom, right, looking for Jews to to harm, marauding at the airport and then through hotel rooms, banging on doors. You had a group of Jewish students at Cooper Union who were locked in a library as other student protesters or, you know, were banging on on the walls and banging on the doors. And then there's much more, much, much more. Um, at Cornell, the Cornell thing where, you know, they're, they're posting sort of genocidal threats against Jews, okay? I'm writing a piece about this. I would ask people to consider, how would Cornell handle it if a group of students of any kind posted those kinds of threats and racist, horrible sentiments against Muslim students on campus? How would they react? Would they say, well, you know, they kind of, Israel is a colonial power, which isn't even true. (laughs) So it is just mind boggling and very upsetting that there has come to be this idea that has penetrated certain precincts of the left that, you know, by any means necessary, that is that, you know, if you have the right cause, that you are allowed to do anything in the name of that cause, commit any atrocity, and you will be understood to be acting because you are resisting. But if Israel, reacting to an atrocity, tries to defend itself, no, that is greeted with calls of that's genocide or that's illegitimate and we have to have a ceasefire. I mean, Sorry, I'm shaking. I'm so upset. I think a lot of Americans are shaken right now. A lot of American Jews are shaken. Uh, Jews around the world are, are shaken by this. Now, let's go back to 2017. I think it was 2017 when we had you know, the, the right-wing anti-Semites marching in Charlottesville. You know, the Jews will not replace us. And it was one of the pivotal moments, I think, in right. the Trump presidency when he talked about the good people on both sides. And and there was an understanding, I think most of our listeners will understand, how absolutely essential it was for every Republican, every conservative to denounce that kind of anti-Semitism. You needed to draw the line. And we have focused on this right-wing anti-Semitism, which is a cancer. And right. we have devoted many shows to. We have written about Mm -hmm. this extensively. I think part of the shock, though, is realizing that, of course, the right-wing anti-Semitism is still out there. It is still a cancer. But the shock, I think, for a lot of progressives is looking around and seeing some of these sentiments from people they thought they were their allies. And there have been very powerful pieces written Michelle Goldberg writing in uh, the New York Times about how disillusioning it was to see how many of her liberal friends found ways to rationalize this very powerful story in the Atlantic. I mean, there's so many of these. 
Eric Levitz in New York Magazine. In New York Magazine. And, you know, a lot of the blowback that, that I've been getting is people saying, well, why are you highlighting this? Uh, why are you talking about this? This is just going to divide the coalition at this particular point. My pushback to this is this is exactly the moment when you raise this. You need to, because we have lived through, and I talked to Adam Kinzinger about this earlier this morning. You know, we've lived through the consequences of ignoring the bigots and the extremists uh, that we thought we were our allies. On the left, they need to confront what's going on here and not minimize it because it's pretty evident that there is a large body of opinion, particularly among younger folks, who actually do find ways to say that these things may be bad, but you need to see this within the context of decolonialization or the context of all of the crimes that Israel has, has occurred. And the argument that, oh, you're just talking about a few kids, they'll grow out of it. That's not the appropriate response to what's happening right now, because it is scary, it is dangerous. And I think it does show the way in which certain ideologies morph into things that may not have been intended, but are quite ugly. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. 